Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Now, Sega and its consoles have a pretty long history, so it's hardly surprising that in that time there have been a few games that are a bit different, a bit offbeat, a bit weird, you might say. So I thought that for today's topic I might take the opportunity to have a quick look at a few of them. Uh, please note that in some cases some of these games are pretty obscure, so I couldn't always find the music for them, or in some cases I had to use music for them from non-Sega consoles for other versions. I apologise for that, but I work with what I've got, okay? Right, so let's talk about the first one that we're going to uh, discuss for tonight. Uh, the Lawnmower Man, uh, Sega Mega CD. Uh, it's based on the movie, which involves a guy with mental problems called Joe, who ends up transferring his mind, or rather having his mind transferred, into a computer. And from there, he's able to corrupt and destroy information systems from all over the world. Which the movie kind of implies will end up starting another world war. Whoops. Uh, the CD version of the game is an interactive movie, but the cartridge versions are all platformers, where the player takes control of either Dr. Angelo or Carla Parquette, who's the mother of Job's best friend in the movie, and a fairly typical side-scrolling shooter type thing, kind of like Contra or Metal Slug. Uh, the player visits lots of locations that are seen in the movie, such as Harley's Gasimup and the VSI headquarters. Uh, there are some um, kind of level uh, connection bits that are in 3D and they're based on the CG sequences from the movie because the movie used some pretty early CGI. And in those, the player has to avoid obstacles and occasional and do some occasional high-speed shooting e bits. There are four different levels and each has a slightly different approach. There's only one tiny problem. They're all rubbish. Yeah, this game, either of the versions, the Sega CD or um, cartridge versions, are not very good. I wouldn't advise them. So... Uh, is the 24-7 not updating properly? Silly thing. Should have done. It's connected okay. Weird. Oh well. Well, let's have some music then. Um, I couldn't actually find the Sega CD version of this. On the other hand, the SNES version has some music by Alistair Brimble, who's amazing, so I don't care. So, from The Lone Mower Man, here's the track Virtual Reality by Alistair Brimble.
And we are back. And that was Virtual On Fade to Black from the arcade version of Virtual On. And prior to that, it was Virtual Reality from Lone Mower Man, the SNES version, by Alistair Brimble. Because Alistair Brimble is amazing. Uh, so yeah, I was using the SNES version because I couldn't find the Mega CD version. But Alistair Brimble, come on! So, uh, on with the show. Actually, what I was supposed to be talking about. The Master System has some really amazing side-scrolling games. Transbot is not one of them. In this game, you are in an R-type style side-scrolling shoot-em-up game with a flying ship that transforms, in inverted commas, into a robot when you get a certain power-up. In reality, though, it just switches directly from one sprite to the other sprite, with no actual animation frame frames for the transformation. That's pretty lazy, you guys. We know the Master System can do better than this. Hell, the Commodore 64 could do better than that. So there isn't any actual progression on the game either, as it just changes between two different types of levels. So you play one level, you play the other, you play the one level, you play the other, until you lose all your lives. Or die of boredom. Or frustration. There is, apparently, somebody who holds the world record holder for the score of this game. With a mind-boggling 500,002... Sorry, 502,040 points. 500,000 plus points. Well, it's an achievement, I guess. Congratulations to you, Mr. John A. Riviera, whoever you are, you strange, strange person. Uh, I don't know. I actually managed to find the music from this. Uh, I found the main theme at least. Uh, it's only it's less than a minute long though, so uh, I've put in another um, Master System game called Master of Darkness. Uh, put that track in there because I quite like it and I think it sounds awesome. So the music from Transport is actually not that bad. Uh, well, the main theme isn't. But judge for yourselves, as uh, I'm going to play it now, and uh, you can tell me what you think. See you after the break, guys.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega! Master of Darkness story from the Master System game Master of Darkness, oddly enough, and the Transbot main theme prior to that, which as I said only lasted a minute, so. Next, uh, one that may be of interest to uh, Green Viper in the Discord chat, um, Sengoku Turb, I think that's how you pronounce it, for the Dreamcast. In which an intergalactic bounty hunter called Jino-chan uh, takes her bounty hunting ways to an adorable little planet where she decides to help a group of aliens who are in the middle of a civil war. So you fight on the side of the alien cat people against the alien fairy people. Okay. And the battle is in real time similar to, in a similar style to Fantasy Star Online, only it's shit. No, really, it, it looks awful, and it plays awful, and the sounds are awful, and the textures are dreadful, and the graphics are dreadful, and everything is awful. It actually reminded me, if you, uh, if any, any, of, the, uh, any of the rest of you watch Jim Sterling on YouTube, 
and he does those uh, videos about terrible Steam games, you know, the ones where they've clearly put zero effort in. It looks like that. Which, considering the game was developed by NEC, who actually produced the graphics processor for the Dreamcast, so you'd think they'd know how to program for their own hardware? Apparently not! What really gets me, though, is that there's actually a sequel for this thing. Which is called... Wait for it. Are you ready for this? This is like the best name for anything ever. It's amazing. Sengoku Turb Fan Fan I Love Me Dunce Double Entendre. Wow. Just wow. Okay, a really terrible game. And the sequel is probably just as bad, but that title... Holy moly! I got nothing, I just... <laughs> Jeez. Anyway... Apparently the music for it is actually really catchy. Um, maybe a bit. But I wouldn't really know because I couldn't find it. So you get something from Sengoku Tyson instead, which probably has nothing whatsoever to do with this game. But it sounds really awesome, so screw it, it's my show. So I'm going to play from Sengoku Tyson, I can say words, a track called The Seven Spear, which probably has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but never mind. I hope you enjoy it anyway. So I'll speak to you all again after the break.
And we are back. And you know, I wonder why I bother sometimes. Um, the uh, the Discord chat is just talking about how you go about uh, mounting ISOs onto a virtual drive. So I'm clearly holding everybody's interest really well. Oh well. So the last two tracks that were played was from Fantasy Star Online was Growl from the Depths of the Earth and from Sengoku Taisen the Seven Spear. Uh, so yeah, um, I hope people like those. Now I might have to take a run up to pronouncing the name of the next game because it's in Japanese so I apologize in advance if I completely bin the pronunciation. Nanatsu Kaze no Shima Monogatari. Really hope I got that right. Uh, it was a game for the Saturn. As far as I can tell, it didn't come out uh, anywhere outside of Japan. I could be wrong about that, though. Because uh, you would have think it'd probably get an easier to pronounce title if it had come out in the West, but never mind. So, produced by Enix, but before there was Square Enix. And they had a tradition of publishing quite odd games that didn't really fit into any particular genre. Uh, this particular game um, mixed the kind of puzzle adventure games uh, that you would find on the 80s for PC, like King's Quest, with exploration side-scrolling games a la Castlevania and Metroid, I guess. So, Monogatari, to shorten the title a little bit, wasn't really like anything else that was out at the time. Uh, the player character was a slightly tubby, bipedal, dragon-like guy, who went around exploring a series of islands which are full of really weird-looking monsters and these magic seed things that you had, I think you had to collect. It mostly involved just exploring and solving puzzles, which and didn't really have any violence in it, which I guess was refreshing for some people. Uh, so I guess you could call it a, a precursor to things like Myst and uh, the what they refer to these days as walking simulators. You know the uh, the puzzle explorey narrative games. So I guess you could say it's a precursor. But it looks pretty interesting though, although I've seen some video footage of it and I, obviously I don't understand Japanese, but it, even that, even without that, it looks a bit odd. Uh, I could only find one track from it, unfortunately, so I will play that for you. Um, you can tell me what you guys think, uh, because... Uh, Jamie Wonderman is just posted the cover to the Lawnmower Man game uh, which he says looks really creepy and yeah it really does it really does oh hi there Nightmare Fuel but yeah back to what I was talking about uh, uh, Monogatari so I'm gonna play one of the tracks from Monogatari the only one I could find and then I'm gonna play a Castlevania Bloodlines OC remix so I hope you enjoy those and we'll talk some more after the break. Enjoy!
Sega playing the best Sega music 24 7.
And we are back. And that was Castlevania Bloodlines, Unintentional OC Remix by Elsferno Music. So um, prior to that, it was the only track I could find, uh, Buddy Zoo. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the name of the person who wrote it or the name of the level. Oh well, from uh, Nabatsu Kaze no Shima Monogatari. Here's hoping I didn't bungle pronunciation of that. Oh well. Right, so on with the show, and oh god. Right, here we go. So I was working my way up to the order selections for tonight. Dear lord. Boogerman, a pick and flick adventure for the Mega Drive. Oh god. Thank you for this interplay. I am sure this was 100% necessary. So this game this ends into all kinds of messed up. From the stab scab creatures and nose slugs that patrol the area called Boogerville. Christ. To the fart ghosts and pus creatures that block the path in the flatulent swamps. Are you kidding me? Oh, Jesus Christ. So basically this is mostly a platform game. Uh, with your character collecting items and receiving various power-ups. Some of the collectibles include cans of beans that regenerate the gas meter. Good. Buggers to replenish your... Bugger... Well, you can guess. You can even fly and produce fire by collecting chilli. I'll, I'll leave it to your imagination to figure out how that works, because I, I just... Uh, no. No. Just no. My, my, my brain. My brain. And yes, as, as uh, Rexy and a couple of other people in the um, Discord chat have pointed out, it did have a Kickstarter to produce a sequel, or reboot, or whatever you want to call it, that didn't succeed. Uh, I don't know what it was with the 90s and that kind of like gross out weirdness, but here is kind of the, the ultimate example, I think. I couldn't find any music from it. Uh, well, I could, but I couldn't get it to actually work with uh, Radio DJ, so eh. Instead, we'll have a couple of OC remixes, one from Earthworm Jim 2 and one from Toe L. So, I'm going to play those and I hope you enjoy them. Because I'm going to try and wash this game from my memory. It may involve a lot of rum. So, enjoy the musical break and I'll speak to you again afterwards.
we are back. Uh, cutting that second track short because uh, running low on time. And I only just realised. Uh, but yeah, that was Joshua Morsh, uh, Jam and Earl Bumping, OC Remix. And prior to that we had Protrixicity, I think. Earthworm from Earthworm Gym 2, it's called, and the OC Remix is called Wormophobic Disorder. They're both worth checking out on the OC Remix website. So, in the next game, the Dark Queen from Battletoads has allied herself with the Shadow Warriors from Double Dragon to take over the universe. And deciding to even the odds, the Battletoads get in touch with Billy and Jimmy Lee from Double Dragon to ask them for the help. Because, obviously, right? So, yeah, Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team. A crossover of uh, Technos Japan. Double Dragon series and Rare's Battletoad game. Although Tecmo's had not a great deal to actually do with the game, outside of providing the license for Double Dragon. So most of the development was actually done by Rare. It's the first Battletoads game to feature all three Toads as playable characters, and the game's engine and design are pretty much entirely based on the Battletoads series. I just have one question. Why? What made you think that these two franchises were a good fit? Who, who is responsible for this and how much were you drinking? Holy crap! Ah, uh, right. So, uh, again, I didn't manage to find much music from this, but I did manage to find a couple of tracks. Uh, so, coming up, uh, I'm, I'm running all in time, so I'm going to kind of skim through this a little bit. Uh, we've got uh, Tale of the Ratship from Battletoads and Double Dragon. And after that, um, I found a C64 remix, actually, of Double Dragon for the Commodore 64 by a guy called DJ Space, which is Double Dragon on a Dance Mission, which sounds really cool. So uh, I hope you enjoy those and I'll speak to you again after the break.
music 24-7. And that was DJ Space Double Dragon on a Dance Mission, which was a C64 remix. And prior to that, uh, David Wise Tale of the Ratship from Battletoads and Double Dragon. Uh, final title for tonight uh, is Bubba and Sticks, which I believe was a Mega Drive game. Um, in it, you play as a shirtless redneck 
in overalls, who carries around a living stick that you use to beat up enemies or manipulate various objects. So you can use it to climb things or use it as a fulcrum to wedge under rocks and so on and so forth. The stick has green hair and a face and is apparently sentient. Okay. <laughs> sentient stick that you use to beat people up. Okay. It gets weirder because, you know, you can get away with that sort of stuff in a wacky platformer. But originally the design brief that Core Design, who originally worked on this game, wanted a moody, dark and atmospheric game with an adventure of wielding a multi-purpose stick-like tool. I'm not sure if at this stage it was a sentient stick-like tool. But apparently they realised that the design wasn't feasible at that point, so they started to sketch out more and more outlandish uses for the game's multi-purpose tool. And eventually came up with the design of the game as it ended up. Apparently the game's protagonist was originally a green long-necked alien and uh, eventually ended up as Bubba the Shirtless Redneck. Okay. So, Shirtless Redneck wandering through apparently alien landscapes, because they certainly look alien to me, with a sentient stick. I, I, I have to wonder about game designers sometimes. I know they work long hours and the sleep deprivation must get to them. That's, that's the only explanation I've got at this stage. So, for the last two tracks of tonight, um, I've got a track from Bubber and Sticks, uh, Level 4 Marine Temple. And finally, for, for my final track for tonight, uh, I picked... Uh, I basically just did a search for the word strange. Uh, so we've got Strange Size of Relief, which is a Marble Garden remix by Blue Wisp and Aptiva from one of the Sonic Stadium music albums. Um, I'm not sure if I'll revisit this topic at this point, uh, but if you do have uh, other suggestions for topics that I can cover, please let me know. I'm at Blazing Skies on Twitter, or you can get in touch with me through the Radio Sega forums or via discord. Uh, I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace and these are the last two tracks for tonight. Uh, level 4 Marine Temple from Bubba and Sticks and Strange Size of Relief Marble Garden Remix by Blue Wisp and Aptiva. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Skyblaze. Good night.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.